You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 58, Your Child's Core Emotional Needs, part three, competence. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello, sweet mama. How are you this week? I'm fantastic. I just returned from Dallas, Texas. I was at a two-day mastermind retreat for life coaches, and I'm always so revved up when I return from events like that because I'm energized and excited to show up for my clients in such a bigger and better way. It was so cute. I called home while I was there, and Marissa asked me, Mommy, were you inspired today? And I said, yes, I was, and I love that you thought to ask me that. Thank you. And that inspired me. The relationship that I created with my girls inspires me to keep doing this work and keep doing the podcast because I remember what it felt like before I had these coaching tools and how I felt so out of control and anxious and irritable as a new mom. And now, not only do I have amazing relationships with my daughters, but with myself. I've never been happier, and I want that for you too. So today I'm wrapping up my three-part series about your child's core emotional needs. In episodes 56 and 57, I talked about the first two needs, connection and control. And I realized last week that I didn't say something in episode 57 that I wish I'd said. When I was talking about giving my girls an allowance so they could learn how to use money, I said I have to fight the urge to control what they spend it on. But what I didn't say is that there are times when I do control what they spend their money on. There have been times when I've said, you absolutely cannot spend your money on candy, for example, or you cannot buy any more slime kits. You know what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, I wanted to make sure I said that because like I mentioned in that episode, kids definitely need limits. And within those limits, you give them some freedom and choice. Make sense? Okay. The third need that also starts with a C is competence. Competence is the ability to do something successfully or efficiently. And we all have an innate need to feel competent, to feel capable of solving problems, of using our unique skills and talents, and contributing to the world in significant ways. This goes back to when humans were evolving. The more efficient you were and the more mastery you had of a particular skill, the more valuable you were to your tribe and the more you could figure out how to stay alive. I think kids are way more competent and capable than we give them credit for, but they often feel so incompetent because they have yet to master many skills. And I feel like out of the three core needs, this was the one I most lacked as a child. I did not feel competent. I didn't feel smart, capable, or talented. I was afraid to take risks, afraid of making mistakes, and afraid of sounding stupid. And I'll tell you what, I struggle with these same issues today. I'm getting a lot better at taking risks, 
and I'm replacing old limiting thoughts about myself with some much more useful ones. But this is an area that I'm particularly in tune with when it comes to recognizing the need for competence in my kids and in the students I work with at school. Kids who lack the feeling of competence often engage in negative self-talk. They think things like, I'm so stupid, or I can't do anything right. When asked a question, they typically respond with, I don't know, because they don't want to give the wrong answer. They're afraid of making decisions, being criticized, and being perceived as dumb. This is why kids can get so upset when they lose a game or why they quit extracurricular activities soon after they start them. When they don't succeed at something, they have a thought like, I'm horrible at this, I can't do this, and then they feel inadequate, inferior, and insecure. Kind of like how we feel as moms sometimes, right? In school, they rarely raise their hands to contribute to class discussions or ask questions, especially in subjects that they find more difficult to understand. They might zone out, misbehave, copy other people's work, or act silly to cover up for their feelings of incompetence. This behavior can leave parents feeling frustrated, impatient, or worried about their child. A lot of parents think their kids are being lazy, but it's really not laziness. It's this sense of incompetence and thinking, I'd rather not try at all than make a mistake and risk looking like an idiot. So let's talk about how to support this need of competence in your kids. One of the most important things you can do is to provide structure. Structure builds competence because kids learn what to do in different situations and they learn about the cause and effect of their behavior. So for example, having daily routines helps kids develop a sense of mastery over certain tasks because they do them regularly, which helps them feel more competent and boosts their self-confidence. When you provide structure, kids know what to expect. They know the rules and consequences for different situations And ideally, they understand the reasons behind them. So you tell them the expectation, hang up your towel after you shower, and then you provide the explanation that germs and bacteria love damp towels, and after a while, they can smell moldy too. You could even go so far as to experiment with an old washcloth to show your kids what happens when they don't hang their towels to dry. Then seek their input and invite them to think of ways to remember to hang up their towel. Another way to support kids' need for competence is to ask them to tell you what they need to do rather than constantly nagging or reminding them. Instead of reminding your kids to brush their teeth, for example, you could ask, what else do you need to do before I can read stories to you? Instead of telling them to bring their raincoat in the car, say, hmm, looks like it might rain today. Is there anything else you want to bring in the car with you? When siblings are bickering, rather than intervening, you might say, what ideas do you have to solve this problem? Kids can be very resourceful and creative when you allow them to be. And then they feel a sense of pride in their abilities to handle things themselves. Cultivating competence also requires you to teach new skills and break things down into manageable steps. Don't assume that when you tell your kids to do something, for example, clean up their room, that they understand exactly what you mean. Show them exactly what you expect them to do and make it fun. Take time to explain why it's important to you that they know a particular skill. 
Parents who support their child's need for competence are process-oriented, not results-oriented, meaning that they're more focused on the child's effort than on the end result. They're more interested in the process of getting to the result than the result itself. So let your kids help you cook, clean, put groceries away, weed the garden, and then show your appreciation and give positive feedback. To feel good about themselves, kids need recognition for the effort they put forth and the lessons that they learn, not just for the A plus or the trophy or the finished project. It's okay that they don't fold the laundry perfectly or make the bed with hospital corners at first. You want them to feel good about their contribution and love helping out for the sake of helping out. That's where that internal intrinsic motivation comes into play. When you criticize and disapprove of their effort, you squelch competence. I feel like I say this constantly because even though we know it intellectually, we don't necessarily practice believing that making mistakes is how we learn and grow and get better. Kind of going along with that, you want to support any natural talents and interests your kids have, but don't force them to take part. I was just talking to one of my clients about this. Her son is taking piano lessons, and because the dad is forcing him to practice when he doesn't want to and then being critical of him when he does, my client's son is losing his interest in playing, which is the exact opposite result the dad wants, right? The dad's intention is to help his son love playing piano, but the way he's going about it is having the opposite effect. I talked to another mom whose son loves to draw at school, but refuses to draw at home. She realized that she'd constantly been criticizing his drawings because she herself was an artist. She wanted him to do well, but she ended up causing him to reject it at home altogether. Also, make sure that your kids are being appropriately challenged. In other words, make sure they're engaged in activities that are a little bit challenging, but still within reach. And make sure you provide them with an appropriate amount of help. Now, what do I mean when I say an appropriate amount of help? Let's take helping with homework as an example. You don't want to take over and do your kids' homework for them because then you rob them of the opportunity to learn and become more competent. And even when it's coming from a good place, when you're just trying to be helpful, your kids will sometimes think you're sending them the message that they're incompetent and incapable of doing it themselves. They internalize this message and create a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you provide too little help, kids are left feeling helpless and incapable of figuring it out on their own. An appropriate amount of help is when you do just enough to help them do it themselves or figure out a solution. You might do a homework problem together and then have them do the next one themselves. You might encourage them to call a friend who can help them or email the teacher for clarification. The goal is to help them see that they have options and that they can figure it out. Kids can get really frustrated when they feel incompetent, so it's important to remind them again and again that getting good at anything takes time, patience, lots of practice, and lots of mistakes. Help them remember something they couldn't do a year ago or five years ago and ask them how they were able to master it. The answer, by the way, is always, well, I practiced doing it. Strengthening your children's competence will increase their self-confidence as well as trust in themselves and their abilities. To me, that's the ultimate goal of parenting, raising responsible adults who feel good about themselves. 
When all of these three core needs are being satisfied, connection, control, and competence, you have the recipe for a well-adjusted, intrinsically motivated, and resilient child. Notice I didn't say a happy child, because your child will always have a 50-50 life of positive and negative emotions. The difference is that they'll feel connected to you as you provide love and empathy. They'll feel a sense of control over their choices and competent in their ability to handle adversity. I hope this overview of the three needs has been helpful to you in thinking about what may be driving some of your kids' behavior and how to help support them. If you're lacking in any of these three needs for yourself, connection, control, or competence, and you'd like personalized help that's tailored specifically to you and your situation, sign up for your free mini session with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. Let's finish off 2019 strong so you can go into the new year feeling empowered and confident as a mom. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.